up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Just Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and I hope you had a great holiday weekend. Uh, John, how are you? How was your holiday weekend? Weekend was great. So I'm a little mermaid. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. It was so good. I will get into it in a minute, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who came to the Juicy Scoop Live show at the Venetian over the weekend. Me, Heather McDonald, Spencer Pratt. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, everyone was very, very nice and treated us like royalty. Um, got a lot of fun stories about Vegas. I am not a big Vegas person. Um, I can go, but honestly, it was just like, I, I think we've talked on the podcast, maybe like, what's a good time to go two days at most, at most, um, but drove to Vegas, did not take the flights. And I saw the news that there were 35 million people, um, that were traveling for Memorial day weekend. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive. And the scary thing about driving to Vegas is that it could be either reasonable or ridiculously insanely long. So we got up at like seven o'clock in the morning, hit the road at nine. We got there at like one. I ended up doing my um, my friend Michaela Gordon's podcast in Vegas while I was there. And uh, yeah, we got there, no problem. Then we left last night, like around six, got home at midnight. Um, a lot of Memorial Day uh, drunk drivers, I will say that. <laughs> I saw some road rage. Um, an accident on the highway that we just kind of had to come to a standstill. I was like, oh, God, just get me home. There's nothing worse when you're just like, just get me home. So got home around midnight, and I'm drained. I am honestly drained. I'm going to pull it together for you guys. But uh, I will say some highlights of Vegas. I had some really, really fun moments. We got to Vegas um, we went to this amazing restaurant. I think it's called Mott 32, I believe. Um, and, uh, had this amazing dinner. Then Evan and I went and saw, O, uh, the Cirque du Soleil show. Have do you, have you seen a Cirque du Soleil show? I have not. You haven't? No. It's good. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you're, you're sitting there and you're just kind of watching this, like, it's like. It's like the movie Batman Returns with the weird circus people and French. So it's like a French Batman Returns weird carnival. And it was so incredible because I've seen Love by the Beatles. This one was O, which was like all water. So the whole stage is like this pool, kind of like a lake almost. And during the show there's different hydraulics that change levels so you'll see people and they'll jump off into the water and then all of a sudden the floor will raise and the water will drain but the weird thing for me was just kind of like where are the people going because there'd be there'd be times where they'd be floating at the top like you just see their little heads bobbing up at the top and then they'd submerge themselves and then they never came back up so I was like, are there underground tunnels? I'm actually going to do that when I get home. I want to like Google or YouTube something and be like, how does the 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 water work in the O show? It was spectacular. At one point, some dude just walked out on fire. 
I was like, is this safe? That was just Vegas. He wasn't part of the show. He, yeah, I think he just stumbled in and was like backstage and everyone just kind of was like, ah, that's Fred. Um, but yeah, overall gave that a 10 out of 10. It was really, really good. Um, and then we had the show Saturday night, which was fantastic. Um, and then afterwards we went to this restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but it was so loud. It was one of those restaurants that they're like, okay, we have food service from, you know, six to 10. And then after 10, it just turns into a ear bleeding club and we sat down at our table the music everyone's watch went off at the same time it said you are now in a loud environment i was like oh yeah couldn't hear it was so loud um fireworks prostitutes behind us i was like uh oh, let's <laughs> we're living it up um so that was fun and then uh just the people watching my god I have some really fun stories about people watching. The first one was um, I got blamed for farting in an elevator. We're all friends here. Was it you? No, was not me. Was not me. And it was not Evan. It was these two drunk girls in denim skirts, <laughs> denim skirts, and they stumbled into the elevator while we're, I, I don't remember if we were going up or down. I can't remember if we were like going into the casino or we were going back up to our room. It was one of those. And um, they got in and they were talking and giggling. One of them looked wet. Like I was like, I think the pool's closed. Maybe she just fell in her own sick. I don't know. Um, and they were at the front. So I'm right behind them. And all of a sudden I get hit with like this this putrid smell and i looked down and i saw a little booty wind coming out of her denim skirt it was like a like i saw it and i didn't know what it was and then i just kind of was like going along but i'm also six four so this thing just goes right up the nose and i'm like oh god and then the girl hears me and she's like oh and i'm like nice try bitch no, you farted. You're not blaming this on me. It hit me in the face. And then the door opens and she and her friend like giggle out and they're like, uh -huh. and I'm like, I see you, Natalie. You're not blaming this fart on me. Um, So that happened. She's like a fart gremlin. They get wet and they just let gas out. It, but it wasn't even like it was just a. It wasn't a or it was a. A silent but deadly, an SPD. And it was so bad. And I, I hope she's a listener because I want to be like, I saw you. I know what you did. Can't blame your booty wind on me. No, ma'am. Because if I did, I would have. I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. I'm from the deep end <laughs> of the ocean. I don't get out much. But it was just brutal then um we ended up going to um this gay pool party pride season is right around the corner if you haven't been to a target lately 
<laughs> Everyone's just taking videos in a Target. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Um, went to this gay pool party at the Luxor, which was really fun. My friend Blake got us a little, um, like I guess like two chairs for us to put our stuff down and sit. Had food. We had bottle service, and I swear. It was so much fun because the DJ was just playing all the hits. We had Kylie Minogue. Uh, it was her birthday, so it felt appropriate. We heard Padam Padam maybe like 800 times, which, by the way, um, I know I talked about last week that Kylie Minogue, Padam Padam is just everywhere. It got to the point where I think it was yesterday. We were laying out by the pool before we got in the car, and I heard Padam Padam. And it wasn't playing. I just hear it. And I looked at Evan. And I'm like, do you hear Padam Padam? He's like, Padam Padam. I go, yeah. It's now just drilled into our brains where I just hear it. Um, but yes, we also lost Tina Turner, uh, which was very, very sad. Um, but what a life. My God. I'm just living in Switzerland. Now everyone's like, cause of death revealed. And everyone's like, what? And she's like... Uh, everyone's like, well, it was old age. I'm like, good for her. She predicted her death. She was ready to go. Um, but man, they were playing What's Love Got to Do With It, I Can't Stand the Rain, Proud Mary, We Don't Need Another Hero. Oh, that's such a jam. Uh, but definitely felt sad to see her go. But what a life. Um, and now... Oh, here's the story. Beyonce and Jay-Z are kind of getting into some hot water because of their song, Drunken Love. Did you hear about this? And Do you remember Drunken Love? I, I, I mean... Surfboard, remember that one? Ed Sheeran does a better version, but... Really? Yeah, I could play it. It's, it's probably... No, we don't want to get him sued again. You know, he doesn't... Sure. He's good. He just got off for that. But no, in the, in the Drunken Love uh, song, she says, uh, or Jay-Z says, rather, eat the cake anime, which is from the movie What's Love Got to Do With It, where I like, slams a cake in her face or whatever. And now everyone's like, change the lyrics. It's disrespectful. I'm like, oh my God, everyone, just calm down. Calm down. Um... But yeah, we got so much. It was a perfect Memorial Day weekend. I did, however, I think I saw a ghost in Vegas. Because while we were at the party at the Luxor, there was a lot happening. I mean, it was it was gay soup. Just the the water was blue when the party started. Oh boy. Uh-huh. And then it turned into like a like a like a dingy pale yellow and I was like oh no um and while we were there there was this little old man I'm talking like had to have been mid 80s just a tiny little dobby house elf and he just kept walking around the pool party. And we were like, who's he with? He's just like by himself. And mind you, it was hot. It was like a hot desert, 98 degrees. My nose kept bleeding the whole trip. Thank God not at the pool. But like I was at the O show, I'm sitting there and my nose is just like, and I'm like, oh God. Um, just because it was so hot and so dry. And of course, everyone's like, cocaine. And I'm like, no, 
Thanks, though. I've had nosebleeds since I was a kid. It happens. Um, but this little old man just kept walking around unattended, and we got, like, nervous because I was like, is he lost? Because he looked, like, he looked fucked up. Like, I don't know if it was dehydration or if this was, like, a partier, like, this little old 80-year-old just doing poppers and walking around the pool. I have no idea. He just kept following us to the point where I was like, this guy is following me wherever I go. I'd be in the pool. I'd look over and he's just staring at me like it follows. I was like, did I, did I conjure up a sex demon? I don't know. Um, But I was a little concerned. And finally these two young girls came over to him and they sat him down and pulled over an umbrella and gave him some shade. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad he's being taken care of because he looked like he was out of sorts. But then I started thinking, I was like, what if this was his plan the whole time just to get these two young hot girls to like take care of him, you know, and like flirt with them and like spend time with them full like Anna Nicole situation. But uh, we left and then the next day we're at a completely different pool. We're at the Venetian pool. And we see these balloons for like it, with the number 30. And it was like, you know, someone's 30th birthday or whatever. And I wish one of them was the girl who fart shamed me. Because I was like, bitch, I see you still. <laughs> but the old man was there with the family. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the old man from yesterday. And everyone's like, no, it's not just. I'm like, I swear it is. He was there at another party. He was dressed up with his family. I was like, do they know that he was at some like big gay pool party yesterday? Did, like, did no one care? Were people like, ah, oh, grandpa just wants to like go enjoy the day by himself. And I'm like, but do they know where he went? Grandpa's got a secret. Oh, so it was way fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah, I saw a hate crime. Um, I mean, when in Vegas, you know, we saw this guy and he was waiting for his lift and this car pulls up and the lady was this blonde, weathered, like nutsack of a person. And she rolls the window down to to the guy who's waiting to get picked up. And she's like, are your shorts wet? Cause you know, we're at a pool party. And he's like, no. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And she drives off and then gets out of the car. And he's like, so are you just going to like leave me here? And she says, she calls him the F word like out loud. <laughs> We were like, oh, shit. So mind you, me and my friends have had a couple bottles of vodka and we get a little pissed off. And my friend Matt starts going off on her. I'm like, Matt, stop it. Oh, God. Then she goes over to the security guards to get uh, to kind of make it look like we're the, the problem, you know, and we're like, no, she just straight up called this man the F word um, right before pride. Jesus. And then she gets off and speeds away. And me being the nice person that I am was like, do you want to lift to your, to your car? And he's like, or to your back to your hotel. And he's like, yeah, that'd be really sweet. I'm so sorry. I'm like shaking. I, that's never happened to me before. And I was like, all right, get in faggot. Let's go. Uh, didn't say that. Um, and are your shorts wet? And they weren't, but whatever. So saw that. And then I'm trying to think what else we saw. We saw, Oh, oh, this one was really fun. At the pool party, I saw 
an OnlyFans model. And I say model loosely. So this OnlyFans model, and I know he's an OnlyFans model because in my suggested reels, always on Instagram, it's like, you know, you get the thirst traps and you get all the dong and bulge and all that pops up. And I'm like, I, what, uh, <laughs> I am a Christian woman, you know, and I see this guy who I've seen before. I, I don't subscribe to anyone on OnlyFans. I don't care, but you know, get your money, whatever, go for it. Um, but I see this guy and he's with these just shitheads like and and they're hot and they know they're hot and 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 they're just like posing and like they're oh just gross um but we see in there and i'm like oh that's i know that guy i've seen him on social media before and he's so messed up john that he literally is just like falling over at the pool his friends have to dress him put one leg into his shorts put his shoes on before security comes they uh bolt out take him back to his room so that's a good friend right there but i was like oh gross i saw a drunk only fans model ew but it made the vegas experience way more fun the shithead friend however who was you know pecs and abs and all that had this like really bad red hair uh dye job uh at one point gets up on the box at the pool party and starts dancing not hired by the Luxor at all, just starts getting up on the box and pretending he's a go-go dancer. Maybe he is in real life. I don't know. And the go-go dancer comes over and he's like, hey, can you get off my box, please? And the redhead guy just is like, hold on, hold on. I'm getting content real quick. I'm getting content. I'm getting content right now. And so the guy's like, no, but get off the box. And redhead will not get off the box until he is ready to get down. And uh, it was just kind of a mess. And then at one point, I was talking to these lovely ladies from Houston. Um, and they were, uh, the redhead guy and his crew came over. And they were carrying these, like, Luxor Pyramid, like, water bottles. And they looked kind of cool. And I was like, oh, that's really fun. Where did you get those? And the redhead guy looks me in the face and he goes, from the bar, bitch. I was like, well, I was not expecting to be called a bitch at the pool today. But here we are. And then I blamed him for pissing and shitting in the pool. But uh, yeah, it was a very, very fun, short, long weekend. And with that, let's get into it. I'm going to be giving you guys the review we've all wanted. I mean, what a great way to kick off Memorial Day weekend than the highly anticipated Little Mermaid film. We've talked about it, and it's finally here. John, what did you think? Since the Blair Witch Project, have I never been so scared sitting in a movie theater? Why? Because this was my first 4DX experience. Oh, you saw it in 4DX! And it's, and it's a movie that takes place 80% in the water. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have a good idea of when they're going to shoot water up your mouth or nose. Wait, they shoot it in your mouth? The the holes on the they're at it wasn't a mist. It looked like somebody was sitting under there with a water gun, just no. spraying it in my face. The smells were were very strong. Was it fish? No, it was. They flowers. didn't spray fish. It was the flower portion at the wedding, and like there were a few other pieces, but they spray. It was it was a, like a fluorescent smell. 
I, I would. The wind is blowing at the back of your head. So oh. it, I was actually terrified at the final fight scene and over the ocean. I'm like, we're gonna drown. At the, the rate that they're spraying us, we're gonna drown. Does is it just is it real? Like, it ah! oh, but every did you get seasick? Every time you're, uh, you're. There's a scene where she's riding in the back of like a little buggy, and it's you're getting fist pumped up the asshole. It was. <laughs> Not a single, which also happened at the pool party in Vegas. <laughs> Not a single hole went unexplored in this uh, movie, and I was scared for two hours. Oh, uh, what a part of your world has a whole new meaning now. I honestly, we went at like I think we went on Thursday at five o'clock at the Grove. There was maybe like ten people in the theater. It was perfect. And I got really nervous because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is here. It's happening. And first of all, the trailers were way fun. This is what I love about summer. I love summer movies. I'm so glad that the the the, the movies we're getting this summer are going to be so fun. The Barbie movie, I'm, I cannot wait. We also, not only did we get Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue, we now have Dua Lipa and her, non, her new song, Dance the Night, which I'm so excited about. Um, I love Disco Dua. She's so good. And it just looks funny and stupid. Kate McKinnon is the like botched Barbie. Just looks so funny. I think it's just going to be such a fun ride with Margot and Ryan. It just, I think it'll be fun and stupid. It, they made fun of him, themselves in the movie. They were like, if you love Barbie, you're going to love this film. If you hate Barbie, you're going to love this film. I'm like, yes, let's go. The soundtrack looks sick. Um, but just the first images in The Little Mermaid, I'm not going to give too much away, but like just the waves coming over and then they give you that Hans Christian Andersen quote from uh, from the, the original Little Mermaid version, which is a lot darker than the Disney movie. But I just thought everything was just so great. I will say I was a little... What's the word? Burn. Hold on. It's um, I was a little kind of like hesitant because I it, it took me a little while to kind of adjust to the live action where I was like, oh, oh, ah, uh. and then you see, you know, the the boat with uh, all the fishermen on it, and they're trying to harpoon a mermaid. I was like, Jesus, like God. And then you know they made some alterations to the movie. Obviously, they didn't have the um. The Daughters of Triton um, musical moment, but it was kind of cool. They made it like this, like we all meet together during the coral moon. I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Give me a coral moon. Um, and then overall, there was a lot of little fun nods to the original. I thought Halle Bailey just destroyed it. I thought she was so good. She sang part of your world. I got chills. And... Um, when she finished, I, I was that person. I clapped. My chills came from the freezing cold water on my face. Probably. Yeah. You're getting waterboarded in the little mermaid. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I'm getting like full on just like, ah, uh, like I, she sang part of your role. And at the end I was like, ah, and no one else clapped. I was like, mm, that was really good. No one else? Okay. My theater clapped for Melissa McCarthy's uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls. Oh, she was so she good. I know. I was, I was honestly... And it's so funny because there's this article that came out today that everyone's like, her makeup was terrible. She did... This is why we need more queer makeup artists. And it's like, who... Get, why? why? Uh, uh, 
Melissa McCarthy is an ally. She even like gave nods to the drag queen divine on the on the blue carpet or whatever the carpet was for the Little Mermaid. She knows the character. She knows it, but everyone, of course, has to be unhappy. And everyone's like, "Look, her eyebrows aren't matching." And da da da. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, it's called day drag." You know, she went to work. She and she did. I I loved her her play on it too because she had that like Pat Carroll. Um, who was the original Ursula? She had that like weird, raspy kind of. Uh, it it was almost like it sounded almost like she was kind of drunk a little bit. Yeah, and I just thought it was so good. I loved the actress who played Vanessa, who was Ursula when she turns into a person. I like that they gave her kind of a, a her own moment. Um. I thought Prince Eric was hot. Oh, the girl the girl I saw it with thought it was like he's supposed to be hotter. She didn't she didn't like him at you all. You know what? No. Prince Eric was fine. Prince Eric was hot. You hear that Alex? Yeah. Prince Eric was hot, mind you. Sorry. Oh yeah, by the way, back to Vegas real quick. I was bitten by like flies. I have bug bites all over me from Vegas. I don't know if there are bed bugs or mosquitoes, they're, but they're like biting flies and they're all over me. So if you see me scratching, I'm sorry, I'm trying, but I am riddled with Vegas venom. <laughs> so, but overall, I thought it was great. I, You know who I was a little underwhelmed by? Sebastian or Flounder? No, Flounder was in it for like a hot second. I did like how they how they were showing them in and out of the water. I thought that was pretty cool. Flounder scared me. He was really ugly looking. Well, he's a flounder. What do you want, a hot fish? I wanted the fish from the cartoon. No, because that's not a real fish. Fish I, don't I look get like the that. Ozempic fish don't memes. have noses. The Ozempic memes, uh, the, they were worth it. It was a skinny O, Ozempic, um, which, which should be a Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, it's just Ozempic mimes just coming out and like... We are so hungry and tired. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by King Triton. It was all over the place with his accent. Right? Yeah, it definitely took you out. He had different. He had a bunch of different daughters, different... Well, the daughters thing didn't bug me. I loved that. I've, I thought that was cool. It was like all the seven seas. So it's like all the, the different girls. You had like the Indian Ocean. You had the the uh, the Arctic Sea. You had like... You all know, I was trying to think of how, is how they reproduce. It was just... I wanted I, that as well. That's all I could think of. He had seven daughters and I'm like, how? I wanted to know if it was like a dolphin dong... Or if it's like just a little like barb, like like like, do they lay like octopus eggs where they like kind of hang down the ceiling and you just see like people fish like in the sacks? Is it like a shark egg? Like that's what I was wondering too. I was just kind of like, how do they, how do they do it? Um, I'll tell you who I did not like: Scuttle, Aquafina. I don't, it's not, I didn't not, I don't not like Aquafina. It's just, it didn't work for me. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, calm down on those songs, man. It's just like, I got them down the scuttlebug. I'm down the scuttlebug. I'm like, what is, what is this? I don't know what this is. I loved Prince Eric's song, which I think is from the Broadway musical. So I thought it was great. Overall, 10 out of 10. I thought they, it was, it was a great nod to the original i like how and everyone was giving so much shit about the 
the changes to the songs. You know what I mean? Like they cut out Ursula's, you know, um, the men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore, but a lady's not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idol battle for? They got rid of that, the whole body language, but she did do that, which I thought was cool. But those lyrics kind of, le- I, I think as odd as it sounds, removing those lyrics sort of take they sort of take away like the purpose of why she wanted her voice like how she was selling her on this mm-hmm. like i think it was a very uh easy it was an easy sell ariel fell fell for it too quickly with where those words are basically saying well if you want to fit up up there you got to give up your voice because they don't like a girl who talks too much like it would have made her look more evil i don't think it was necessarily an attack on women <laughs> which is why why they removed it like that's yes. why all these it, it it actually feeds the story narrative of like we really need to sell this to her so she gives up her voice well and i also like the idea of her like remove it like they they got rid of the contract it wasn't like oh this yeah. like scroll it was like give me a it was a witch it was like give me a c scale give me some blood off your tail and then they threw in the whole like oh and by the way i'm gonna give you amnesia so you don't remember this even happening and then and then Sebastian and Flounder were like, oh, jumping jellyfish, we got to get to this office, you know. Um, but overall, I thought it was great. I liked the 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 ending better. Um, and I liked the idea of, you know, uh, Prince Eric being a shipwrecked baby. I thought that was fantastic. Because uh, he was like, I don't want to be the king. And I just kind of got like found in a boat. I'm like, good for you. Um, and I love the like vibes, the Calypso Caribbean, like it was giving you like, kind of like a, um, you know, a little, a little nod to like that Haitian, like Caribbean Calypso culture that we see, you know, like kind of new Orleans, that pirate kind of vibe to it. I, I, I just loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, it got greenlit for a sequel and then they have like a companion book that explains that. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Should I say it? What? That like Eric's family and Ariel's mother died in the same fight between. Yes, I totally oh, okay. got that. Did you yeah. not get that? No, I, I did. But there's actually like a companion book that explains like that's oh. where it started. That's not it's not really blatantly said. In no, the movie. it's not blatantly said that in the movie. But it does say that uh, Eric's. uh adopted father ends up dying in the great human mermaid war which give me that <laughs> that's coming in aquaman give me that and then uh uh triton's wife ariel's mother was killed in that as well so it was kind of like a resolution of like yes we're you know we're, we're living in harmony again and all yeah. that kind of stuff until some you know bigoted uber driver shows up and <laughs> calls them all that's the sequel. <laughs> Calls them all, you know, the F word, fish. And uh, yeah, then the war begins again. I loved it. I thought it was great. I I, I uh, sent my sister and her daughters to go see it, and they loved it. And I just I just thought it was it was fun. I loved the visuals. I like how the all the fish weren't like animated. Yeah, like it wasn't like this big like under the sea. Like we all can talk you know it was like uh i i i loved it i loved kiss the girl um 
Yeah, it and, was good. I, I I really liked the movie, other than the fear I sat in. Yeah, under besides you getting waterboarded and questioning your own existence, I think it was a great experience. I loved it. I'm probably gonna go see it again. The soundtrack, I'm not gonna lie, listen to it. And at the gay pool party at the Luxor, they played part of your world, the remix, which I did not know was a thing. So it's just like, there you see her sitting there across the way, and everyone's just like gacked out of their mind. I was like, oh god. Sha la 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 only fans. <laughs> Put your clothes on, go to your room. Um but there is somebody who has a problem with it. And it's Paloma Faith. Uh Paloma Faith is a singer, if you don't know her, a really great singer. I like Paloma Faith, but she put on her Instagram uh the other day that she just seen not saw, just seen the new Little Mermaid with her kids. And while I think Hallie gives a good performance and it's great casting, as a mother of girls, I don't want my kids to think it's okay to give up your entire voice and your powers to love a man. WTF is this beep, not what I want to be teaching the next generation of women at all. There's nothing more embarrassing. <laughs> Did you not see the animated film first? It's a whole fucking story. Oh, we know she gives up her voice to be with this guy. That's the story. Much like Belle in Beauty and the Beast has Stockholm Syndrome. She can't leave the beast. All right, Justin, you're rewriting this movie. What would you have her give up to get legs? She would have to give up ever knowing she was a mermaid. So giving up like the memory of her family and stuff? Yes, like full mermaid amnesia. I don't know why I immediately said, okay, her hands. <laughs> chop her hand off. I'll never fall for her. Why would you chop her hand off? <laughs> See, I'm like, oh, let's let's make her forget like where she came from. So then it's like the whole ocean has to remind her, yeah. which also you're getting comedy as well. Like Sebastian being like, adios, and she's like, like there's a crab talking to her um but what full hand like what she just looks down at her her nub and she's like oh god i mean i i feel or like then it's like prince eric has to fall in love with an amputee yeah and she she would it would show how strong she is that she's getting through life with without a hand mm. what would you have hit if the roles were reversed what would he give up to what to be a merman? To, to to not yeah, or or to not be a merman. I guess to be a merman. I guess he's giving up a lot to be a merman. The first thing is waist down. I wanted more mermen. There was like a couple of them that I was like, we need a origin story for these. Did your entire theater laugh at the end when they started popping up out of the water? It we were crying. It was I honestly that was the part. Like there was nothing less effective. Because under the water, they're like these gorgeous people. And then these like wet people just getting out of the water. It, I swear it was the girl who farted in the elevator. Just one of them. Just just wet and farty. Like just and like King Triton's beard. And they're all just kind of like, uh. 
There's um, also the one where King Triton pops out of the water when they're getting married, and he just he's just floating there. Yeah, we were the theater went crazy. We were laughing so. Hard. I know. I loved it though. I um, I'm trying. I would say if I had to give up anything to become a merman, uh, I'd say I can't do it. My hair. I can't. No, because it would look really good underwater. I don't know what I would give up to be. I mean, my penis. I mean, you have no choice. You're becoming a merman. That's, I mean, I don't need it in underwater. Yeah, that's part of the deal. You have to give up your dong to. Yeah, I'd give up my my penis to be a merman. I would love to be a merman, but see, I want to be hot merman, allowed to talk underwater. I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to do that. But also, I don't want to be like one of those scary siren fangs and like. Like fish gill people can't do that. But overall, I thought it was great. Paloma Faith, you need to relax. Um, that's how the movie goes. And maybe be a parent and have your, you know, conversation with your kids to be like, you know what? You don't have to do this to get a guy. So I thought that was the whole point. But I thought the colors were great. And I could talk about this forever. But we are going to talk about... One of summer's hottest trends, you guys. Last year, we had Coastal Grandmother. We said a couple weeks ago, we have Coastal Cowgirl now. And now, you guys, Mermaid Core is in full effect. Mermaid Core. Gen Z is dressing like mermaids to escape reality because what? It makes them feel alive. And I'm already excited about that because I've never thought that I would have Gen Z and the word feel next to them in one sentence, and I, I, I love that. Gen Z is feeling things. Now, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what I am talking about. Young trendsetters outside of the entertainment industry are looking for wet and wild looks this summer. And where else but TikTok, the hashtag Mermaid Core is trending with over 200 million views. A recent report via fashion site Nasty Gal also, I thought that went out of business. You can't keep down a nasty gal. I think, no, I don't know. Maybe I guess it isn't. Also found that Google searches for mermaid style have risen 736% worldwide in the past year. On Pinterest, mermaid core searches have skyrocketed 614% ahead of the movie's opening. The aesthetic mixes coastal leisure wear, Y2K glitz, and beach bohemian vibes. Shimmering blues, soft seafoam greens, and metallic silvers are the primary color palette. So pretty much it's just euphoria high underwater. Yeah, that was a whole lot of words that I don't know. What? I mean, there were just a lot of words in that description that mean nothing to me. So pretty much it's like coastal grandmother's granddaughter's. So these are just, look at this. You're just going to get girls. I love this. She's got starfish in her hair, flowy dresses. I love that. Good for them. See, this is what I can get behind. This is the trend that I can get behind. Just soft, beautiful, shiny, sparkly, which by the way, did you see my jacket in Vegas? It was insane. That was like mermaid core. That was that's what I would wear. That's what color my tail would be. Rose gold if I was a merman, for sure. Um, I have to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Sparkle Studio for setting that up because it was banging and everyone's like, where can I get one? Sparkle Studio Design, I believe, on Instagram. Sparkle studio, SparkleStudio.com online. But uh, yeah, 
People love Mermaid Core because it's an escape. It's dreaming. It makes you feel like you're in a different world. Well, look at her. A hundred hours creating her mermaid look. You Who did? This, this. This girl right here? No, 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 this is a different girl. A DUI design project. A DUI? It's a DIY. DIY. <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> oh, this one. This one in the white right here. It looks like she went to Forever 21, but it spent 100 hours to put this together. No. She could have learned so much in 100 hours. Learn how to code. I will say that top is really cool. Okay, so wait. This girl spent over 100 hours to, to, to go where? Where do you go in that? <laughs> where do you go like i mean i it looks great but i'm like you can't unless you're like that girl who's walking you know on the beach and you're actually like in character like oh my god what is the surface world like and then everyone's like oh god here comes here comes michelle you know um but yeah, she's got shells for a bra. I think it looks great. And she's got these weird like stocking hands. But I don't think that took her 100 hours. I'm sorry. Unless she made the tank top. She made the tank top. But anyways, I'm here for a mermaid core um, summer. I love that. And it's funny because I saw another post where a whole bunch of people were wearing. I think it might have been in the Philippines for the Little Mermaid. And they're all wearing like actual mermaid tails. That sounds like a lot. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Do you remember my strange addiction? Yeah. There was a guy in Florida who um, uh, would just go down... I don't know what they're what are they called like it's not the everglades with like crocodiles and stuff like that but it's like they have like little like estuaries where you know that are outside like the of coves kind of like a cove but where like there's houses and people can kind of boat in the backyard okay. it's like a neighborhood but it's like a like a like a river kind of yeah. and this guy uh gay guy of course would uh he would i think he started designing mermaid tails and he would just like swim and the estuary is like this mermaid person, killer abs. And I'm like, that would be me in Florida. I mean, I'd be that guy. Good enough reason to go down there. Great things are happening. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah. There'd be a lot of things like popping up and stuff. I did, we did have a, um, while we were in Vegas at the pool, there was this family from Jupiter, Florida. And the dad was just kind of like, Macking, macking. Do we say macking anymore? I don't think we do. He was like 
flirting with these like every girl that was there and like his wife and his daughters were there and he was just like yeah and he asked me and evan he's like where are you guys from and we're like oh shit we should have just said like oklahoma or something but we're like la and he's like oh big city boys here we're from jupiter florida if you ever want to come down and hang out with us we can go out on the boat and do it. i'm like what are you doing like we just met you and now we're not going there get out of here but yeah, I would be the the my strange addiction uh, merman guy for sure with a rose gold, dark purple tail. God, I can. I would love that, but also I'd have to be able to see it. Can't be like murky water. But moving on, I could talk about being a merman all day. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'd be like the gay best friend mermaid. She's like, "What's this? A dingle hop?" I'm like, "No, bitch, it's a fork." It's a fork. Eat pasta with it. What's pasta? Ugh, I don't have time for you right now, Ariel. Figure it out. Um, now, as summer begins, it's going to get hotter, which means there's uh, ice cream trucks driving around town. Now, this story, it came out a while ago, but it popped up on uh, Instagram not too long ago about a... Soft serve ice cream truck turf war, and it has officially reignited Mr. Softy versus Master Softy, and they are going at it. If you love the Sharks and the Jets, the Montagues and the Capulets, you're going to love Mr. Softy versus Master Softy. Um, this is a New York... Uh, ice cream brawl that has been happening over the past 10 plus years. The fight between the two ice cream trucks is now several years deep, and we have a full timeline of all the incidents. And it is kind of bonkers. In 2013, Master Softy was born. So um, after 61 years of Mr. Softy, which was the, uh, you know, the original New York City ice cream truck. Uh, it was the reigning soft serve, service pro, soft serve provider. Former driver Dimitrios Konstantakakos, I think that might be Greek, <laughs> formed a rival master softy with his fleet of 12 trucks. Upset over high franchising fees, a 2011 franchise agreement shows a flat initial fee on top of a cut from every cone sold. Circos intentionally created Master Softy to compete with Mr. So, 2014, Master Softy is banned. A year later, Mr. Softy sued the upstart for trademark infringement because apparently you can't just replace an A with an I or an I with an A. So, trademark infringement uh, lawsuit. Since Master Softy was using the same blue and white color scheme, cursive lettering, bow tie clad ice cream cone mascot, and distinctive jingle, a judge quickly sided with Mr. Softy, banning Master Softy from the streets of New York. In 2015, Master Softy is reborn as New York Ice Cream. That's a very clever title. Yeah, I just, Master Softy sounds like a failed dominatrix. Like what? <laughs> Absolutely, I see that. Why? Just because it sounds like Mister Softy, they could have done Mister Mister Ice Cream. They could have done so Master Softy. Sounds terrible. Master Softy sounds like a like um, a porn star who's really trying to make erectile dysfunction a thing. <laughs> like, I don't need to use it. 
<laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm not a grower, I'm a shower. And everyone's like, uh, well, you gotta get, have to like show up for work. Well, no. But in 2015, so it's rebranded as New York Ice Cream. Uh, the creative company returned as New York Ice Cream again, pr uh, prompting the litigious, litigious Mr. Softy to sue for use of its distinctive jingle. 2016, New York Ice Cream forced to drop their jingle and their mascot. Um, and this is when it starts getting kind of bonkers with the lawsuit underway reports started to leak of the intimidation tactics used by New York ice cream against Mr. Softy. The New York times story told of physical fights and bullying with one Mr. Softy operator saying, if one of my drivers goes to Midtown New York ice cream, uh, bring their trucks and surround them. A bunch of guys will start banging out the windows, which is actually what happened. So the drivers started carrying bats in their cars and intimidating the rival ice cream truck by like breaking their windows. Later that summer, a judge ruled in favor of Mr. Softy once again, decreeing that the jingle was theirs alone to use. And the uh, rival was also forced to pay Mr. Softy more than $10,000 in legal fees. Um, and New York ice cream was officially banned from certain areas of Midtown. And in 2017, private investigators and intimidation tactics rule the streets. Still to this day, apparently, the peak of soft serve season is heading into full swing. New York ice cream is not backing down. The order banning New York ice cream from certain areas of Midtown reportedly expired and Late 2016, so the NYIC trucks are coming out in full force in the area. We own Midtown, said one of the guys. Uh, he told the Post, while a Mr. Softy private investigator said Mr. Softy vendors are still afraid to head to the busy neighborhoods. I've seen some wild shit because of this. What Because I, work, I worked in Times Square, and I would see this all the time, and there was one time where a guy just said he was running in to use a bathroom in Starbucks. He was driving a softy truck in the New York ice cream truck territory. Mr. Softy or Master Softy? Mr. Softy. M thank you. Yeah, Mr. Softy. Sorry about that. Mr. Softy <laughs> pull, pulled and parked, and he just went into a Starbucks to use a truck. The New York ice cream company, uh, New York ice cream guy went into his truck and started draining all the ice cream. Work! He just drained all of it. Oh, and just like on the floor? Was there the a floor. bucket? Nope, oh, just all over what his do you think? own he cares car. About car. What do you think? It was cleanliness? He ruined the guy's thing. He, he, he was just all over the floor. And then the guy came out and they started fighting and a bat was removed from the truck. Ice cream truck employees love a baseball bat. I think it's just like... I don't know. Maybe it reminds them of like the popsicle stick. I don't know. But I feel like if you are in the ice cream soft surf business, like you have to bring your own bat to work because think about it. I mean, you're just driving around town, not midtown. You're just driving around. You got a jingle. First of all, yeah, you're listening to that jingle all day. You're going to fucking snap. It's like you getting waterboarded at the Little Mermaid. You're just going to like, uh -huh. and you need to have a bat. You know, you're going to get some bullies who are going to be like, hey, Pops, give us some free ice cream. It's like, you sons of bitches, get out of here. You know, you got to wave a bat around. But also, how awesome would it be to see two rival soft serve ice cream guys just beating the shit out of each other? That's going to be a celebrity boxing thing at some point. Not even celebrity, just soft serve ice cream trucks. Just two guys just going at it. Like, you, <laughs> what are some, what are some ice cream 
like popsicle names. Screwball. What's that? Taco Choc- uh, Choco Taco. Didn't they get rid of that? Yeah, they 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 retired the taco. It was uh, probably a little bit offensive. Alexa, play I Will Remember by Madonna. No? Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's actually a really fun uh, story. And if you live in the New York area and you see one of these, please DM us and let us know what went down or record it and be like, I have a story for you. Um, here's one that's really fun. Now that travel is in full uh, swing this summer, Air New Zealand just came up with this today. Air New Zealand is weighing passengers before they board the plane, um, which I I don't know. I want to read this story to you guys. New Zealand Civil Aviation Authority is asking that its national airline weigh passengers departing on international flights from Auckland International Airport through July 2nd of 2023. The program, which Air New Zealand calls a passenger weight survey, is a way to gather data on the weight load and distribution for planes. We weigh everything that goes on the aircraft, from the cargo to the meals on board to the luggage in the hold. Uh, Alistair James, the airline's load control improvement specialist, said in a statement, for customers, crew, and cabin bags, we use average weights, which we get from doing this survey. Still, weight is a personal thing that not everyone wishes to disclose. In order to protect individuals' privacy, the airline says that it has made the data anonymous. Travelers will be asked to stand on a digital scale when they check in for their flight. The information about their weight is then submitted to the survey but will not be viewable on the agent's screen. Oh, well, that's no fun. We know stepping on the scales can be daunting. We want to reassure our customers there is no visible display anyway, anywhere. No one can see your weight, not even us. This is the first time that Air New Zealand has asked passengers to step on the scales before boarding their flights. Domestic passengers took part in a survey in 21, but the one for international travelers was delayed due to the pandemic. Among the people who may be asked to take part in the survey are those traveling on the direct flight from Auckland to New York City's JFK airport. Now... I immediately thought about carnival people. <laughs> Do you remember carnival people? Like the guess my weight people? Yeah. Is have- that even a thing? Can we do that anymore? I I feel like recently, probably right before the pandemic, I saw they still have it at Six Flags. They do? Yeah. Guess your weight, height, or something else. And I always pick weight because I look lighter than I am. Oh, yeah, a modest queen. Um, I I agree, but it's also really funny because I'm surprised no one's like taped themselves to the you know attraction yet to be like this is insulting. I'm like, well, do you want a big plush Tasmanian devil or not? Yes. Okay. Well, then let me do my job. Um, I do think that's like, uh, how do I feel about this? It's an international it's an international flight. I feel like I feel like if they are from New Zealand, it's fine. If they're coming if they're First not- of all, New Zealand people are hot. Okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're hot. It's like it's like if like this isn't like, you know, God, what well, this is, you know, if it's if they're coming from Sweden, New Zealand, like they're hot. They're good. They're good to go. 
I feel like they, they have good diets, all that stuff. But it's like as someone who just went to Vegas over the weekend, I'm like, goo! Like, there's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know. And I feel like if it's going to keep the plane in the sky, go for it. I'm all for it. Everybody, Especially, like, what's funny is the people that are always about, like, just the military and safety and all mm-hmm. that. Those are the people that would probably not want to get on the scale. And they don't care about the planes being in the air. But I, you do. I, I always think of, like... Like, you know, you're going to have those people with like egos and stuff who are just like, how much do I weigh? And they're like, well, X amount. And they're like, hold on, let me just take off my belt. Now, what does it say? Well, you're one pound lighter. Okay, let me just, let me just take off my shirt. And then you just have like a fully naked person in the airport. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what are you doing? You'll be there for nine hours until this person sees the weight they want to see. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Ozempic Airlines, fly the thin skies. Um, I don't know. I feel like if if it makes him feel safer, I feel like I don't know. You always th- you always hear those people who are like, "This airline made me buy four seats because I was too big," you know. And you're like, "Good God, four seats!" Um, I don't know. I think it's just a test trial run, and we'll see. But I don't I don't think it's gonna be. You've got. I mean, think about it. People pack a lot of shit now, and there's food. You've got, I think there's animals on the plane too. It's like a full on arc. I'm not, uh, I am not one for fat shaming people, but I do think if it makes the plane safer, however, I would want to be the guy who's just like, can I guess? (laughs) I want to know. I'd get so nosy. Like, like if they made it a carnival attraction, then I think people would be on board. They're like, okay, step on the scale. The closest, uh, the closest you get to your actual weight without going five to 10 pounds over will give you a free Tweety Bird. Yeah, I mean, it is for safety reasons. And there are a lot of people that just, they're overstepping their boundaries. We're not, we're not, we don't have to get on a scale. Well, you know what I have to say to that? Take a train. Yeah. Take a train, New Zealand to New York. Walk. <laughs> Go. Drive. Drive your own car, you know? Um, I thought this story was going to be a lot different. I thought they were going to weigh people and then decide if they had to give them a like they charge them for a second seat or something. No, I thought, but that's what I also am wondering. Like, what's the like? Is there just like a big red X like on America's Got Talent? Just like you know, like where they hand you an extend a seatbelt extender. Yeah, they're just like, I'm sorry. You like, how do they tell somebody no? Like what I want to know, like what the limit is, like, obviously it's not going to be more. I don't think it would be more than. Oh, God. Three hundred and fifty pounds. I think three fifty is fair. Three. Here's my concern. Like we're already getting fucked when we travel with the suitcases. Now, everything like a suitcase to check in is like 30 to 50 bucks, depending on which airline. Yeah. I don't want them to be like, here's the deal. We're giving you 300 pounds. You combine yeah. your weight and your suitcase, however you have to do it. I, I don't want it to get complicated like that. Well, and also we're living in a time where we have shows like My 6,000 Pound Life. You know, <laughs> you have these people who like, there's three people and like collectively they weigh a ton pretty much. You know, they're just like on respirators and 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 morbidly obese and now they're like oh we're losing weight now and they put them in like people magazine like look how brave they are their journey to being thin again it's like okay i see what you're doing cool 
Um, but here's something that uh, I'm here for. Uh, Melby, who is on the new season of Queens of the Universe, which is coming out on Paramount Plus, which is a singing competition show. She's filling in for Leona Lewis, who I believe is pregnant with her baby. So she is joining Trixie Mattel. She's joining uh, Vanessa Williams. I think Graham Norton is hosting it. Um, and she is doing press for Queens of the Universe. And she said that the Spice Girls may be joining forces to go on tour. That's right. All of them, including Victoria. So the band has not performed together as a five-piece since the London Olympics closing ceremony back in 2012, which was fantastic. Uh Bunton Horner and the two Mel's headed out on a 2019 UK stadium tour, but Beckham didn't join them. So Mel B told the son that Motherius that I'll have, she has the like thickest accent. Motherius, that's a fast sign of it will happen, but actually we're planning on releasing a statement. What that is, I can't say right now because we're just finishing off perfecting what we're going to be doing together, all five of us, but it's going to be something that the fans are really going to love. When questioned how they persuaded Victoria Beckham to join them, Posh Spice, for those of you who do not know, uh, Mel B responded, well, it's not even about convincing her. I mean, she dressed me and my mom for when I got my MBE, so we've kind of always been in contact. That's the worst Mel B accent I've ever, ever attempted to do. She's a big, thick Cockney accent. Hold on. Big, thick Cockney accent. There we go. <laughs> It's not like none of us are speaking together. We've all got a group, WhatsApp, but it's not about timing. She was really busy doing her fashion line and supporting David with his moves in his career. And obviously she's got a bunch of kids, so it's about finding the right time. And we've managed to do that. So there should be an announcement pretty soon. Who do you think the annoying one is that made them get WhatsApp so they could mute it? I know. I thought about that too. I was like, oh God, WhatsApp? The Spice Girls are on WhatsApp? I bet Mel is the annoying one. Mel B? Yeah, I, I saw her on that America's Got Talent. She, she was a little bit annoying. She's a little bit annoying, but I mean, she's doing it, you know? I feel like Jerry's the problematic one, who I love. I was more of a ginger spice gal myself. But she's the one who, like, left originally. She was like, bye, and then left them all. And then um, Mel C's the one who's like, I love Mel C. She had a book come out, some good bangers and then baby spice they're all just doing their own thing i think victoria was just kind of like and also she never sang it just like came out like a couple years ago that she never ever sang on the song so all she would do is just walk around and i'm like all right i'm here for that if i can get all five of them up on stage together if they're performing at the hollywood bowl or something like that i'm gonna go i'm going to go you think they could only sell out the hollywood bowl you don't think there's a sofi event They could sell out the forum. The forum. <laughs> yeah, let's meet in the middle. Which is fine. I love the forum. The forum's a great venue, Look but at I don't this picture. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna do I mean, they're not gonna they're I don't think they're gonna sell out like the SoFi or anything like that. Unless the production is like insane. Yeah. But I mean, I will go see them wherever they go. I think they're just fantastic. I was a huge Spice Girls fan. Still am, but what a time. I, was, I remember 
I remember when Wannabe came out. I remember because there was like that whole like grunge, like grunge was such a thing and like, and then no doubts, don't, and I'm sorry, not don't speak, uh, what's it called? I'm just a girl. And then um, Spice Girls Wannabe came out and then Sheryl Crow's All I Want to Do came out and I was like, oh my God, what's happening right now? Back when good music existed. Yeah, I know. Those lollipops were amazing. Which ones? The oh, Spice, Spice Girls? Girls? Yeah. Oh, the Spice Girls lollipops. They came with a tattoo, but that was garbage. Those those lollipops were amazing. I mean, just it was all. They were all over the place, and they just. I mean, say you'll be there, wannabe to become one. Which still to this day, I'm shocked. <laughs> I was a kid, and my mom. Let me listen to that song. Like, but it would play on the radio and I'd be like, I'd be like, I need some love like I never needed love before. Wanna make love to you, baby. And I'm like, I'm like, what am I seeing? And then also what where they're like, um, come a little bit closer, baby. Put it on, put it on. I didn't know what put it on meant. Do you know what put it on meant? Condom. Yeah. Uh oh. Put on a condom, because tonight is the night when two become one. I mean, you listen back to 90s songs. I could ruin some 90s songs for people. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. There are some songs that you're like, you don't know what the meaning is, because you just you just like singing along with it, and then you find out what it's about, and you're like... Like what? Oh. Like what? Can you think of anything right off the top of your head? Yeah, like Extremes More Than Words is about a hand job. Didn't we say that? Yeah. So like that's something, when I, when I ruined that song for my friends, it's the uh-huh. greatest thing for me, because I've known that for a while, and... They just thought it was a nice, loving song. It's like, no, no, listen to the words. Yeah. And what's another one? I feel like there's like a whole bunch of songs in the 90s about that. I'm sure. I'm sure every song has like some sort of underlying tone. Well, that's why That's why they, like, even Britney Spears did. uh, If You Seek Amy, Amy. yeah. Which just shook Megyn Kelly still to this day. Um, I'm here for a Spice Girls reunion. I have. Do you have a favorite Spice Girls song, John? Um, I think it's uh, think hard. To, oh, uh, uh, my friend does a good cover of it on on our. What's the one second? I'll tell you right now. Um, See, so you'll be there. Yes. No. Yeah, that's the one. I'm giving you everything. All I'm giving. See, I love Spice Up Your Life. That was like my jam. Color of the world. And I'm out of a girl. Yes. Ah. Spice Up Your Life to this day. But I'm really hoping this reunion happens. Uh, I feel like they've been talking about it for a while. And it'll be great to see them all together. Now, this story I came across today. I had no idea what it was about until I kind of went down a good old-fashioned rabbit hole. This guy, he is, um, he was a teenager. Um, now it is, the story is a little graphic, but we're at the end of the podcast, so, or close to it. So, you know, I'd like to throw these stories kind of at the end. Now, this multi-day search has ensued for a Louisiana teen who jumped from a boat, a cruise ship actually, in the Bahamas, because he, why, was dared to, has come to a tragic end. 
and the last known sighting of him was caught on a harrowing video. So this kid jumps off of a cruise ship as a dare, and I don't know how high up he was or not, because that's pretty dangerous in itself. Um, And he just graduated days ago from the University Laboratory School in Baton Rouge. He was seen in just his swimming trunks before suddenly disappearing. Uh, Passengers on board were stunned when he jumped off. Uh, Everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, the kid jumped off the boat. Everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then the interesting thing is uh, someone threw him a buoy. Now, someone also started recording the entire thing. So he starts drifting in the opposite direction away from the buoy before disappearing into the darkness. No one knows where he is. The U.S. Coast Guard has dispatched to look for the missing teenager last Wednesday, but on Friday, the search was called off. They can't find him. They're afraid he's dead. Um... And they don't know what to do. Now, of course, I start looking because we people start talking and they're like, if you look closely, you can see something. And of course, I'm like, show it to me. So in the video, you see this kid jump into the water, right? And then they throw a buoy at him. Now, when the buoy is there on the on the water, you see what appears to be a big ass shark (laughs) coming towards him because they're in the Caribbean. There's shark infested waters. I, one of my biggest fears is open water. Like, Oh, so this kid jumps in and people are speculating that he swims away from the buoy because he sees the shark going towards the buoy to inspect it and whatnot. So then I did a deeper dive. You see the kids swimming away from the boat and the buoy, and then you hear him go, ah, ah, and then he's gone. So when you get dared to jump off of a cruise ship, maybe don't, because this kid was eaten by shark. Did you see the video? Can we watch the video? I want to see what you think, John. Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull it up right now. What I'm going to think is that this kid was stupid. Well, wait, I'll show it to you. So, so there he is. Do you see it? Here, go back, go back, go back. See it right there? Oh. So, okay, so he's in the... See that? Oh, yeah, that's that's a shark. It's a shark. And then play it. So he starts swimming away, seeing the shark. That kid just vanishes. And then he's gone. So you see, okay, here it is right here. You can see something swimming in the water. And they're talking... He sees the shark coming towards him and he is swimming away. And then, okay, there's the buoy that they threw him. And then we see him like gone and he screams. What are the chances it was a mermaid? God. Probably not great. Probably not a mermaid, but I definitely think it was some kind of white tipped Caribbean shark infested waters. Maybe the, maybe the great white that uh, Ariel... Uh, encountered in the beginning, but there's nothing more terrifying. So kids, if someone dares you to jump off of a cruise ship, 
don't do it. Because if the fall doesn't kill you, the shark infested waters will. And then your family's going to be like, wow, he just graduated. That trip was probably a graduation present. This is why you never drink Everclear on a cruise ship. All right. And our final story today, we have an enraged husband. I'm in. <laughs> enraged husband smashes beauty pageant winner's crown after his wife places second. Second best apparently just wasn't good enough for this pageant gal's number one fan. Her own husband with rage in his eyes and destruction in his heart. An unhinged husband stormed the stage of an LGBTQIAP plus beauty pageant. Oh, well, this makes sense then. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking it was like Miss America, Miss Texas. No, it was a gay pageant. Okay, got it. And right before Pride too. Who's ready? In Brazil, Brazil, they, they love to fight in Brazil. So... The husband hijacked the winner's crown and furiously slammed it to the ground after his wife was awarded the second place honors. Shocked audience members at the Miss Gay Mato Grosso 2023 pageant shrieked Saturday. Oh, they shrieked, I'm sure. As the partner of first runner-up contestant Natalie Becker, who was representing the city of Cuebaba, violently interrupted the crowning ceremony of winner Emanuele Bellini, who was representing the municipality of Varze Grande. Just as the twinkling tiara was about to be placed atop Bellini's head, Becker's hot-headed hubby yanked it away and hurled it to the stage floor per eye-popping footage. Uh, Miss Quiba's rhinestone-snatching spouse, who remains publicly unidentified, then picked up the crown and heaved it to the ground, breaking the prize to pieces. Can we? Is there video? Oh, shit! <laughs> but also, like, I love how the husband has like a dance move but you know that he got so he, he got some action that night his wife was thrilled no they're divorced i'm sure i think she loved this the pageant winner let's see go down the pageant winner said legal measures will be taken against the husband for disrupting the crowning ceremony yeah you can't just like interrupt a crowning ceremony especially a gay crowning ceremony my god I mean, can you do legal action against a crowning ceremony? It's not like he hit her. He just took the crown out of the hands and ruined her moment. You can't really sue for that. But here's the thing. If that if that was a Miss Nebraska, you know, well, like... Someone would have shot him. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, if this was like a straight pageant, like, absolutely not. No. And at the same time, it is kind of, it's assault. You're ripping something off someone's head. And like it's it's like this is like the gay equivalent of Kanye West taking Taylor Swift's thunder at the VMAs. He's like, Miss Brazil, I'm gonna let you finish and took her crown off and broke it into a thousand pieces. So you know what? It's giving Kanye Taylor. It's also giving Mean Girls at the end when she splits the tiara up and hands it to everyone because everyone's a winner in Lindsay Lohan's eyes. Gross. <laughs> but also get better security jesus what is this a vegas pool who knew all right guys well that concludes this week's episode i hope you had fun and i hope you guys had a great memorial day weekend as well have a great summer and as always thank you for listening and we will see you next time on the just saying podcast have a good one bye, bye.